Coming up, we dive into Kyrie Irving suddenly wanting out of Cleveland, and we discuss the NFL and off-the-field violence. Violence and the NFL have been associated with one another for a pretty long time now. It's the most violent game we play. Yeah, I know, but it's, it's also off-the-field stuff, too. I cannot name another sport where I can name players who have actually committed suicide aside from the NFL and I don't know if that's really separate but it's a, it's a violent thing but it just, it just makes me think why why are these things solely associated with the NFL is it a mental thing are these players just mentally more capable of doing these things as opposed to other sports because really and truly like I said violence is if you want to talk about a sport and off the field violence you're talking about NFL you're tuned into the New Channel Sports Podcast, the ultimate sports talk podcast. Welcome to the New Channel Sports Podcast. You're on with Oenyi. Sitting across from me is your boy, Trey. What's going down, bro? Uh, not much, man. What's going on with you? Nothing much. Just living a life, you know. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I thought you were going to start off the show giving a shout out to Cowboy Nation and Laker Nation like I do. I thought you were Are you doing do another that. podcast with somebody else or something? <laughs> Are you going to be confused with someone else? No, man. It's Cowboy Nation, Laker Nation. You know we're back, both of us, so I'm excited. And Every I found time out- you say you're back, I just wonder what- what is it? You're back from the dead or? Pretty much. Okay. Pretty okay. much. Winning playoff games, making the playoffs, like all that good stuff. Okay. I don't know when that happened. <laughs> I don't know when the last time the Lakers <laughs> or the Cowboys won a playoff game. So. It's going to happen. We're back. Okay. If Trust you me. say so. If you say so. So today's topic, we're going to discuss the NFL a little bit. Mm-hmm. Not in a positive way, though. We're going to discuss... NFL off the field issues. Uh huh. And why are these off the field issues, especially domestic violence, more prevalent in the NFL more so than any other league? We had Ezekiel Elliott who got in trouble for something with his, you know, that brought up again with his, um, alleged. Ex- yeah, alleged. Yeah. Right, right. So, but, why is it why does it seem like this only happens in the NFL? We don't hear about this in the NBA and MLB. Well, the other other leagues have the, the a similar issue. With domestic violence? Well, yeah, but not not it's not as prevalent. But one could say, if you want to play devil's advocate, if you will, there are a lot more players in the NFL. So by sheer number, you're gonna have more incidences across the board. Because you're you're not dealing with a 15 man roster, you're dealing with a 53 man roster, so it's going to be a little bit different when it comes to that. People could point to it and say, you know, the types of injuries these guys have, the medications they have just to cope to be able to play week to week, and things like that. But I don't make any excuses for those guys when it comes to that. I mean, I think some of these guys are just playing this barbaric sport week after week. They're practicing it all the time. And they need to grow up, man. I mean, like, I just don't, I don't get it. It should not be, it shouldn't happen, period. But it's happening at an alarming rate um, across the NFL. And what I like is that the NFL is addressing it. Uh, maybe not to what everyone likes, but they're addressing it and not sweeping it under the rug. Um, and that's something I think that's new. Yeah. I mean, like you said, there is, there are more players that play in the NFL on a roster as opposed to other leagues. And so that makes it to where there's more of a chance for people to actually get in trouble and it it gets out there. I just find it interesting that the type of trouble the NFL players get themselves into Mm -hmm. is just specifically different from other leagues. Like in the NBA, for instance, I can't even really just think of any off-the-court issues with the NBA recently. You know... 
there, there are not that many. And the NBA does a good job. I think all leagues do a good job of getting these young men in front of people who've made these types of mistakes in the past. And so some of these kids adhere to it. Some of them don't. Some of them stick around their homeboys that they grew up with and just can't find can't find a way to get themselves out of trouble. They just they continuously just you know get um, a part of that vicious cycle and it never stops. But if you think about it. In the NBA, you could be a nickelback who doesn't get, you know, all the playing time in the world, but gets on the field quite a bit, and you walk around because you put on a Dallas Cowboys jersey or Houston Texans jersey or a Patriots jersey, like you're the man and people know who you are. Uh, in basketball, there's some guys, if they weren't six, eight, you know, seven feet tall that played with the Rockets, they could walk around town and no one would know who they are. So you think... NFL players are more recognizable. I think than NBA players, I, even though they wear a uh, a, a, a helmet, a helmet. You know, <laughs> even though they wear a helmet, I think a lot of times these guys are. And if they're not, they feel like they are. In their mind, you make it to an NFL roster, you're like, you're the man. And in football, you've got to play with an edge. In basketball, players aren't as aggressive and as violent as what these NFL players are brought up to be. And they play with this chip on their shoulder. They're not playing with a guaranteed contract. They're, right. you know, they're they're really got something to prove every single week. And again, I'm not trying to make excuses for them. It just blows my mind that this is happening at such an alarming rate. You know, to see, you know, Lucky Whitehead from the Cowboys, you know, stealing from a store. Like, mm -hmm. come on, man. He got released. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. I mean, there's no room for that. We had another mm -hmm. Dallas Cowboy a couple years ago stealing underwear and cologne. And I mean, come on. I mean, the, the the minimum salary in the NFL should be enough to where you're not, you know, even feeling like you have to do. No one should do that. Period. But you you got a contract in the NFL. I mean, no, no, sir. That's mm -hmm. just they feel like a lot of times that they're larger than life, and that sometimes rules don't apply to them because they're NFL players, whether they're a star or not. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree with you. Yeah, I hate to see it happen. And for some reason, it happens to my team more than anybody else. The Cowboys, man. Yeah, it's just, I don't know, man. Like, it's just, it's it's frustrating. As a fan, it gets really, really frustrating. Uh, and you don't want to see that happen to anybody. You don't want to see anybody doing it. But when it happens to your team over and over and over again, it's just like, come on, man, enough is enough. Do you think that with the issues that Ezekiel Elliott is having right now, you think that's a sign of things to come? Or do you just think that, you know, he's going to learn his lesson eventually and we're going to forget about all this? Well, if I'm going to – one thing I'm not going to be, especially when it comes to sports talk radio and uh, our podcast, I'm not going to be a hypocrite. And when Johnny Manziel went on his little thing, I didn't give that guy any passes. I didn't give him any breaks. It's not that he's young and he's a kid and he's going to make these types of mistakes. No excuses whatsoever. Typically, when stuff like this happens over and over and over and over again, there's normally a pattern, and that's just who that person is, and there's nothing you could do to get out of it, i.e. Johnny Manziel, i.e. Vince Young, I mean, i.e. Dennis Rodman. Rodman had a much better career than all of them. He's an Hall of Famer, for crying out loud. But you couldn't stop him. He was who he was, and that was just the way that it is. Until you get veteran leadership inside of those clubhouses, there's no way those kids are going to change. No way. And I blame it on the person who was – perceived to be the leader of that Dallas Cowboys team for years. Now, back in the day when the White House was happening with the Cowboys and they were doing their thing, you didn't hear about it that much. The NFL covered it up. Probably the Cowboys covered it up. But right now, in most of, a lot of these organizations, they don't have that veteran. The leaders of the teams are the young guys, the ones that the fans want to go see. But until you get those veteran leaders inside those clubhouses, these kids just go, wow, man, with all that money, could you imagine? I mean, I'm positive I'd be a model citizen, but <laughs> well, imagine making millions of dollars at 21 years old. What would you right. be doing? Right? No, no. I I told you on our last show, if I was making millions of dollars at 21, <laughs> I wouldn't make be making any good decisions either. So what what you're basically saying though is that the Dallas Cowboys are screwed with with Ezekiel Elliott if he doesn't get this together. I mean, because they have no leadership on that team. They, I mean, no veteran veteran leader, leadership no. anyway. Really. I mean, Dak Prescott, Des Bryant can maybe. Try to take that role. Jason Witten is probably the voice reason on our team. Right. He's probably our leader. Not often do you have the tight end being the leader on that team. I think that was a role that me personally as a fan wanted Tony Romo to grasp. I mean, he's out of the league, so I'm not going to keep bashing him, but I wanted him to take you that role. You try every chance you get. You, you know try I to. do. Uh, Des Bryant had his own issue, so he really wasn't doing it. And after that, 
who do we have? We we the leader and the voice of reason on that team has been Jason Witten in my mind for a long time. Um and Jason Witten, I mean, he can't relate to some of these kids. Right. So I think they need to see things a little bit different. But the NFL does a great job with their rookie symposiums and things like that, getting veterans, you know, in front of them, letting them know the types of mistakes that they make. But they have to, man. Yeah. Because it's, it's, I mean, it's not just about, it's about violence in general. Violence in the NFL have been associated with one another for a pretty long time now. It's the most violent game we play. Yeah, I know. But it's, it's also off the field stuff, too. I cannot name another sport where I can name players who have actually committed suicide. Aside from the NFL. And I don't know if that's really separate, but it is a, it's a violent thing. But it just, it just makes me think, why? Why are these things solely associated with the NFL? Is it a mental thing? Are these players just mentally more capable of doing these things as opposed to other sports? Because really and truly, like I said, violence is, if you want to talk about a sport and off the field violence, you're talking about NFL. Right. So in my mind, there's there's one thing that you could point to that leads to that. And it's been a hot topic for the past 10 plus years. And that's the type of injuries that these guys get playing football. Um, and it's it's a violent sport. It takes a beating on them physically, emotionally, mentally. And, I mean, when you go back and look at some of these reports, I mean, that movie Concussion was no joke. Uh, and I know it was edited and it was sort of TV and, you know, Hollywood. I get that. But, I mean, if you talk to some of these guys who had an opportunity to play in the NFL, that CTE is no joke, right? It's, right. it's no joke. And, I mean, I hate to – I mean, I'm not a huge fan of it. Uh, even though I participate and help with youth football organizations. But, I mean, nowadays, man, they're getting younger and younger and younger. And kids are putting on helmets at four or five years old, taking right. a beating, right. not learning the proper techniques on how to hit people and tackle people. And if you're taking these types of trauma and to your head from the time you're five until you're you know, in your 20s, you're playing at a high level. I mean, like, again, I don't want to make any excuses, but CT's not an excuse. That's the truth. Um, and I think it just causes – a different type of, you know, energy that comes through these guys. And so you think it is a, a direct correlation with I mean, the violence off the field and these football players playing at such a young age going into college well, and the pros? Some people feel, I mean, again, I don't want the listeners to feel like I'm trying to make excuses for them, but if you think about it, there's other sports out there who who's played just as much or if not more worldwide and even in the United States of America, and those kids don't have these issues, right? It's not a geographical issue. It's not an ethnicity issue because the players in the NBA are predominantly African-American. So it's not a racial thing, right? So it's, what is it? What else could it be? The only thing that football players do that basketball players don't is put on a helmet and beat each other and have head-to-head collisions over and over and over and over again taking extreme amount of medicine just to get back up and play and practice the next week. And, you know, that I don't know. I, I don't want to make an excuse, but that's what it, that's the only thing that they're doing that the other players aren't doing. Yeah. I can, I, I agree with you. It is, I do. It's sad. It's really, really sad. And, you know, we talk about it and we want to really like these guys and care for them and wish them the best. But, I mean, we also like seeing them go out there and play football. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's the best sport in the world. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I truly feel that. Whenever we get a day closer to the NFL, I just feel a certain kind of way. Yeah. You know, it's, it's something about the NFL season that has a feeling to it that no other season has. It's yeah. like, oh, yeah, this is, this is NFL weather. And I've talked about how quiet the NFL has been this offseason until the recent you know, stuff that happened with Ezekiel Elliott and uh, Foreman of the Texans. Mm -hmm. And it just made me, it made me think like, why is it just the NFL that is associated with these violent acts? You know, we have OJ. I know it's not playing football anymore, but even past players have these kind of violent acts associated with them, both alive and that have passed away. No other sport can you say anything like that about. But it's, I just wonder why is that? And I, I think I do agree with you to a certain degree that 
because they play such a violent sport that it's almost in their nature that they've been doing it for at such a uh, young age that eventually they do stuff off the court as well. Yeah. I mean, off the field as well. Yeah. So unfortunately, yeah. I mean, that's just the way that it is, man. And I think it's just to, you know, coaching football, you gotta, these kids, you know, you gotta kind of play with an edge, you know, you've got to kind of, no, absolutely. That way. And I think sometimes that comes with them off of the field too. And so football players, I mean, even in high school, you know, I mean, those guys, you don't want, no one's going to mess. I'm a football player. Like you just, you really feel like, you're the best of the best. And I mean, I'm one and I was a football player in high school and different levels, but it wasn't like you just, you feel like invincible. But I think that's what, when you put on those pads and when you take those hits and you deliver those hits, unfortunately, you really do. I think you really start to feel like you're invincible. Like, and these guys just make some terrible decisions, man. Terrible decisions. And unfortunately, they wear my favorite team's colors. Most of the time. A lot of the time. I'll take that. We deserve it. We deserve it. Jerry Jones is going to fix that, though, man. We're going to fix that. Really? Yeah, we're going to fix that. We're going to clean up our clean up our image. Stop taking all the knuckleheads. And I don't think that's ever going to happen. Man, I think it's karma, man. I think it's karma. We've made some bad decisions. We're giving these guys, and I'm, I'm a huge believer of second chances, even third chances sometimes, if they really, unless they really mess up. But enough is enough, man. That's just no. So you think them releasing Lucky? Is a start of something? No. They're dropping the hammer. Jerry Jones is one of those people, and I think that's one of the things that people either love him or hate about him. He wants to win at all costs. But at some point in time, you've got to not compromise your integrity and you not want to compromise, you know, your morals to try and win a championship. So who did they sign recently where you felt like they compromised that? Mm, I think we've been good recently. I really do. But, I mean, okay, well, I thought that. But then you go and you look at what happened with David Irving. And you look what's going on with almost all of our defense. You name it. Uh, a good portion of them have gotten in trouble for either, you know, performance-enhancing drugs, recreational drug use. Like, enough. Enough already. I mean, enough. Let's be real here. If anybody knows the NFL's policies and everything else, those guys know exactly when they're getting drug tested. If you just want to smoke weed that bad that you don't care, I mean, come on, man. What type of people are we? Are, I mean, if you know, I don't condone it, right? But if you know when you're going to get a drug test, you know, a, a pretty good idea. Why would you jeopardize your career, your job, your family, your income, your reputation, your family? I mean, that just blows my mind. And it happens to us more than it happens to anybody else. So while conspiracy I'm, theory? No, we're just. I mean, we're just. I don't know what it is in the air in Dallas, man. I don't know what it is. It's just. I mean, you're America's team, man. I mean, oh, everybody knows you. Gosh, I'm just saying, you're America's team. Everybody you just wanted to put that in there somehow. So we are. I mean, we are. So I just sometimes, man, I think we just make some bad decisions. The Patriots aren't the Americans' team now. No, man. No. I mean, how many people hate Tom Brady? You know, how people hate the Cowboys. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> hey the the Patriots. I mean. They could be America's team. They could be. They could be. They really. They got the be. best coach in NFL history, man. Yep, that's best absolutely quarterback true. in NFL history. Yep, and it's really tough to argue that. But we're back. Okay, we're back. If you say so. <laughs> so we're going to stick with the NFL here. We're going to discuss a lot of new additions to NFL teams. Mm-hmm. You have a Marshawn Lynch. He's a Raider now. You have. Cooks, he's with New England Patriot. You have Adrian Peterson, he's with the Saints. You have Deshaun Jackson, he's in with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers right now. Which one of these additions do you think is going to have the biggest impact on their new team? You know, had Mark Ingram not finished the season as well as he did, I would say Adrian Peterson. But I think he's going to be relegated into like a timeshare situation, even though it'll help the team, I don't I I, I kind of taken a step back and thought about how much he's gonna help. Cause I think Mark Ingram is gonna get a good bulk of those carries and unless Adrian Peterson just comes out and goes bananas. Uh so that's what initial my initial thought was. Then after I saw Brandon Cooks get signed by New England, I was like, that's not fair. Like that's not fair for the I mean, because I want my Cowboys to win the Super Bowl, but 
I just don't see anybody beating the the Patriots. And it's not just because of the Brandon Cook signing. Then I turn around and I see Deshaun Jackson going to Tampa Bay. And I'm positive that he will probably have, if he can stay healthy. That's he, a big if. He will have the biggest impact on that team. Because Mike Evans is getting double teamed. That's just, it's just, that's no way, there's no way around it. They went out and got themselves a tight end, even though Cameron Brait was pretty good last year. They've got, got themselves a tight end. And, Des- and Deshaun Jackson, man, please. I re- I mean, Jameis Winston is going to have a field day. He's going to have a field day. And you can't double cover Deshaun Jackson and Mike Evans. Mm-hmm. And Deshaun Jackson still one of the fastest guys in the NFL. So what are you going to do? Yeah. I'm really interested to see what Marshawn Lynch does. In Oakland, he's gonna have a he's gonna have a great great year. I think so too. Oakland. Because when he was in Seattle, they didn't really have a great passing attack in Seattle, and he was still able to rack up some yards. Yeah. Now with Derek Carr and Cooper Crabtree, he's mm-hmm. he actually had a breakout year last he year. Had a really but good year. those are very two good, very good wide receivers. They're gonna have a very good passing attack, and Marshawn Lynch is gonna have a lot of you know, opportunities to run the ball where it's everybody's not stacked in the box. Right. And it's going to be very interesting to see how he takes advantage of that. If everything falls into place, they're going to be pretty hard to beat. And then on the other side, Eric Decker going to the Titans. I think that's a, a big one too. He's going to help them out tremendously. Um, Decker, I, I, I wish we could have gotten with the Cowboys. I don't know where he would, but I guess you just want everybody, everybody, don't you? You I want do. everybody we be a I Cowboy. I do. He's a good guy, though. Eric Decker's a good guy. Eric Decker's going to help Tennessee win some football games, and I think everybody uh, in that NFC South, I mean, that's th- th- every game is going to be a very, very competitive game. And you look at some of those guys that you mentioned, like Lynch, but I think there's some teams that not mess- not maybe not necessarily one free agent, that did the trick for them, but there's some teams out there uh, that got a lot better. So I know it's Jacksonville, but are you really going to mention Jacksonville right now? I am. I really, really am. But when they signed AJ Bouye and Clayus Campbell, that defense wasn't bad, and that defense is going to get better. I'm just being honest with you. I am disappointed that we lost AJ from the Texas. I really am, but he wasn't. Deion Sanders or the next coming of Deion Sanders or anything like that. And you're talking about Jacksonville. I just, I'm tired of year after year we talk about Jacksonville like, okay, they're going to take a step forward this year. Until I mentioned his name, Blake Bortles and the Jacksonville Jaguars actually do something. I just have no faith in them. I just don't. I just, I just think that you're going to see that that team is going to benefit from the pickups that they had um, they win the AFC South? No, but I'm not going that far. They're gonna have a, no. I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> I'm not gonna say that. That's, I'd pick every team. They might finish last, but they're gonna. That's gonna be a really, really tough division. So that would be an improvement for them finishing last. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna get more wins. They'll get more wins than they had last year, which okay. probably isn't saying much either. But it's they're going not, to. It's not. They, they got. They're gonna get. They're gonna get a lot better. Washington winning division this year. <laughs> That'll be tape. crazy. Mark I know, right? Uh, somebody else who I think is gonna have a big year. Is Terrell Pryor? I hate saying that. I really mm-hmm. do. It's not that I don't like him. I, I I like him a lot. But you talk about him a lot on on this podcast. He's you really going. To you be, mention him sometimes. He's going to be good, man. He's a great. I mean, I thought he played well in Cleveland with their quarterback carousel, but to play with Kirk Cousins and mm mm <laughs> like I'm not. I mean, he's a big. He's big. He's athletic. He can catch. I mean, he can stretch the field. He can. I mean. I don't. I, don't I admire him a lot for him to start off as a quarterback and then make the transition to a wide receiver mm-hmm. and kind of put his ego aside and say, you know what? I'm not good enough to be a quarterback, which I don't really think that. But he did that and he decided to be a wide receiver and he had a pretty darn good year yeah. last year. Quarterbacks are divas, man. Yeah. And so are wide receivers, though. Yeah. Yeah. But with, with a quarterback. <laughs> he went from one diva to another. To another. Diva. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, Tim Tebow isn't in the NFL for sure right now because he's like, I'm a quarterback. I ain't going to do nothing different. But what other position would Tim Tebow play? He could possibly play a fullback, maybe mm-hmm. a tight end. There's no fun in playing a fullback. 
Why not? Because everybody not, needs not, one. It's not even. No, they don't. Yeah, they do. In the NFL today? Yeah, you need one. No, they don't. Yes, they do. Name another fullback in the NFL. Coon. Who the hell is that? He plays with the 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 Packers. Packers. Yeah. Does he still play? Yeah, he plays. I mean, he's a fan. Oh he's God. a touchdown. You know, steal. Oh, on that's the, goal the only line. time they use he's it on the goal line. He steals touchdowns on the goal line. I mean, there's. I mean. In the NFL, you need them on the goal line. You need them in short yardage. And there's a ton of, I mean, I shouldn't say a ton. There's a, a few good fullbacks um, in the NFL. And every every team's got a couple. Every team's got a, got a couple. So if you think about it, I mean, Daryl Johnson with the Cowboys, without him, we don't, we don't, we're not as good as But we that's were. a different time, though. Fullbacks were used. On a consistent basis. Now fullbacks, like like we're saying, they only they're only used on the goal line, pretty much, and that's it. Tim Tebow's not gonna. He doesn't want to do that. Yeah. So. Yeah, but he's. I mean, he's not in the NFL for it. I mean, he's yeah. really he's really not in the NFL for it. Uh, so that's his fault. I mean, I just I don't know. You know, I try and get Tebow in the line, on the on the show as much as I can too. Yeah, there there are certain people you like to mention on this podcast. <laughs> like Garrett Blunt should have been a fullback. He's a big running back. Where's Garrett Blunt at right now? Garrett Blunt went to Philadelphia. Oh, Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah. he's going to help them out too. Yeah, a little bit. I think he. I think he will help Philadelphia more than Latavius Murray was going to help out Minnesota. You think so? Yeah, I, I really. I was big on Latavius when he first got his start in Oakland, but I think it says a lot that Oakland just let him go, and they're looking towards a running back. That was out of the league for an entire year. Well, but you're bringing Oakland's very own. Uh, yeah. He's going to put people in the stands. Right, right, right. Uh, I understand that. And, I mean, in Carson Wentz, I mean, not only is he going to have LeGarrette Blunt, but he's going to get Alshon Jeffrey if he could stay healthy. Um, he's going to help that team um, as well. So No, Alshon Jeffrey, like, if he can stay healthy, mm-hmm. he is arguably a top 10 wide receiver. Oh, he could be easy. In the league, easily. Easy. Yeah. Yeah, he could be. They're they're, they're going to have some weapons over there as well, but I think this season, uh, one that people fail to mention and won't really talk about that much. And I got to check and see, make sure if Jared Cook is still there. But Martellus Bennett going to the Packers, that's going to be huge. Because mm-hmm. like, I love Martellus Bennett. He was with the Patriots last year, yeah. right? Yeah, uh-huh. um, Houston native, uh, and uh, I believe he's out of A Leaf, Houston, and. He's going to help him out very well. I mean, yeah. yeah. No, Aaron Rodgers is going to help him out a lot. Both. Yeah, I think it's going to be both. <laughs> I really do think it's going to be both. There's going to be some moving and shaking going around. I think these games are going to be a lot more exciting than what we thought uh, before. But the Patriots lose Martellus Bennett, but they pick up Dwayne Allen. So they're not like – <laughs> and they the have Patriots, Brock They're always really good at replacing parts yeah. for the most part. Even when Tom Brady went down – that one time in his career, Castle, it was Matt Castle. Uh-huh. They still went 10 and 6 that year. <laughs> you know, so. Last year, the same thing. He went 3 and 1 without him to start yeah. know, his, his suspension. Yeah. So, yeah, he they're going to be all right. But, yeah, man, we got we got some, we're in for a treat um, this this NFL season. So, who makes the biggest impact? Though? Who, which player is going to make the biggest impact on their new team? That's a real tough one. Who do you pick? I think I'm going to pick Marshawn Lynch. I think he's going to be, be the biggest impact on that team, on that Raiders team. Even though, so? even though I think Cooks is going to be, he's going to be big for that Patriots team. Is that they have so many weapons? Like I really don't think it really matters. I think if if Marshawn Lynch comes in there and takes advantage of what Derek Carr can do in that passing attack, it's going to be huge for the Oakland Raiders. So I think he's going to have the biggest impact on that team. And I think that the year off, you're going to see some fresh legs out there. You're going to see fresh-legged beast mode out there. <laughs> so I think he's going to be the, the biggest impact on that team. That that that's that's a pretty safe bet. But since you went with him, I'm going to say I'm going to stick with Deshaun Jackson. And I and I say this because you might not see it in his statistics, but you will definitely see it in Jameis Winston's statistics and Michael Levin's statistics because you cannot. Who's going to play man to man with Deshaun Jackson? I know some teams are going to try it, mm-hmm. but you have to. You have to shade over Mike Evans. You have to, because if not, he's going to have a field day. But I think that's going to make teams think about what they're doing, and I think Deshaun Jackson is going to eat. No, I think uh, I think I agree with you because Deshaun Jackson really hasn't had 
for the most part, you can argue that he's always been the number one wide receiver pretty on much, this team. Pretty much. Right now, he's clearly number two. Oh, yeah. And so I think that's going to be a huge advantage for him. Yeah, that's going to that's gonna help him out a lot um, this year. But they've got some they've got some weapons. And they're going to be, they're going to be well, well rounded um, as a team. Picking OJ Howard out of Alabama as a tight end. If that kid is healthy, that was a steal in that draft. They trouble, man, just trouble all the way around, all the way around. So I can't wait. I can't wait to see what happens here. This yeah. is this is exciting. Wow, man, football season almost here. Almost here. What forty? Four more days? <laughs> <laughs> but who's counting? I'm counting. I cannot wait. Let's talk a little bit of NBA. Mm. NBA action. We want to talk about the Lakers? No. That's a negative. But I want to I want to discuss this Kyrie Irving thing a little bit more. So it looks like the Cleveland Cavaliers are going to sign Derrick Rose. So basically... Kyrie Irving's is at the door waiting to leave. He just doesn't know what team he's going to go to. Kyrie Irving is basically upset that Cleveland entertained the idea. But do you think that his re- he's overreacting to that? I know there's a lot of other components in there. LeBron might not be there anymore and different stuff like that. But do you think that he's overreacting to the the idea that Cleveland wanted to trade him in the first place. Yeah. But I think, okay, let me take that back. Maybe he's not overreacting. He has a right. If you're that player for that team, without a doubt, their second best player, somebody who hit the biggest shot in franchise history today, uh, kind of got, got over Craig Elo's shot against uh, Michael mm-hmm. Jordan. Kyrie Irving's shot was the biggest shot anybody's ever made in Cleveland basketball history. You're the second best player on the team. You're an all-star. You're one of the best players in the world still. And if you can't be consulted about that, if you're not, if you've got to hear rumors, I mean, the the organization was already in turmoil, you know, not having a general manager and things like that. I think that's something that Kyrie Irving probably deserves to, hey, man, look, you might hear about this. This is might be what happened. And maybe his agent knew. But I think you don't want to hear about that stuff in the media as a player, and especially as a young kid. Like, hey, man, just show me enough love and, let hey, let me know what's up. But when you hear about it, you know, secondhand, and I think that, you know, I think most players would be upset about that. If LeBron found out that the Cavs were entertaining trade offers by him, he wouldn't be happy. Well, players are always dangled for trade bait, all of them, you know, except for the LeBrons and the Kobe's, players like that. Kyrie Irving is not on that level. He's not a LeBron. He's not a Kobe. You don't tell the second best player on your team that, hey, we, there we are, might be entertaining trade offers. Don't worry about it. You'll be the first to know. There is a second best player on all 32 teams and in the NBA. And you don't think NBA. they all deserve that that heads up? No. So no. Second, so you should be like Boogie Cousins doing an interview in New Orleans. Well, you're like, talking about Boogie Cousins, okay? How about the Lakers' second best player? Who's right their now? second best player? Um, not include. I mean, if we don't want to credit Lonzo Ball, for who's Sacramento Kings' second best player right now? Right now, um, maybe Darian Fox. Darian whoever, Fox. whoever it is, I mean, you tell him. I believe you tell him. I, I honestly believe that. So you mean right now, it, Paul okay. George doesn't need to be told that they're shopping him from OKC? No, especially if you're going through trade talks with a team, right? You don't know whose name is going to pop up. You really don't. So basically what you want me to do every day is tell players on my team, which they should already know, is that you could possibly be traded today. Unless your name is LeBron. No, I, don't, I don't I don't need you to tell them every day. <laughs> but you've got I mean, you're just coming off of making another NBA finals, right? Not and, and Kyrie Irving wasn't the sole reason, or I mean he wasn't even, I think, a big reason they lost. I thought he played fairly well. But you got so Paul George. Just got to OKC. It's okay for him just to trade him without giving him a heads up, letting him know, hey, you might be hearing this in the tabloids or you might. Like I said, it just depends on what the talks are about. It just depends on what the talks are about. Those things aren't going to happen. Okay. Chris Paul is not going to get traded like 
days later as he he's become okay, a rocket. So a year from now, but, a year from now, we they don't Rockets don't owe him that. Certain players, oh yes. Okay, so certain I said, like I said, though, I put LeBron in that category. So Chris Paul is on LeBron's status? No, he's not. He's right, especially especially since he's not playing for his hometown. Oh my goodness! No, I'm serious. I'm being serious. If you are having trade talks with someone, let's say Cleveland is having trade talks with the Rockets about trading LeBron James. For some reason, LeBron James' name comes up then they're possibly going to tell LeBron James, okay, so this is what happened. Your name came up in trade talks with the Rockets. Even if they tell him that or they told Kyrie that, Kyrie's feelings are still going to get hurt. The fact that his name came up at all is what's hurting Kyrie's feelings well, it, right now. It'd be different if if I'm you know the Minnesota, Minnesota Timberwolves and I'm like saying, hey, we want Kyrie Irving for this person, this person, this person. That's one thing. My feelings are going to get and up. And that might that might have been what happened. But they, Cleveland might not have been the no. ones to initiate it. It's, and, not, it's not like they came up to them and be like, okay, so we have Kyrie. Do you want Kyrie? That didn't happen. I'm, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty I'm, sure the other team brought his name up. So, so you don't think for one moment that before Jimmy Butler got traded, Kyrie Irving was willing to – he said he would have liked to play with Jimmy Butler in Chicago. Jimmy Butler wanted to go to Cleveland. They're good. They're friends. So you don't think for one second that when that possibility came up, because this Jimmy Butler to Cleveland thing came out pretty early, right? and then all of a sudden, mm-mm. you don't think that he talked to LeBron, talked to Kyrie, and said, hey, man, this is what they might be thinking about doing. And then all of a sudden, he's like, you know what? Never mind. I don't want to go there. Chauncey Billups like, never mind. I don't want to go there. Paul George is like, uh-uh. He's not going there either. right? So they all wanted to do that. And he was brought up probably time after time after time after time. And I'm not defending him because he's a dookie. Shout out to Coach K. But I, I don't think I think he deserves more than that. And I'm not even a huge Cleveland fan. I, I'm not a fan of Cleveland at all. But I think he deserves. Hey man, look, we've we fielded several calls about you. Okay, several so let's say they do that. You. Let's say they give him a heads up. Just so you know, your name is being mentioned. They're inquiring about you, not us offering you as trade bait. But that still might hurt his feelings. Not, he still might get butthurt by that. No, I don't think if, so. If, if we've, so what do we? What do you tell him? We tell him, hey, they're inquiring about you, but we're not going to trade you. Yep. Is that what you tell him? Yep, absolutely. Okay, so in the process of doing that, and the whatever other teams on the other end talking about him, you're like, you know what? Why don't? Why not just do that initially? Once they bring his name up, say, oh, no, we're not interested in trading Kyrie Irving. That's not what we're going to do. There's no reason for us to go back and tell Kyrie Irving, just so you know, we we brought he, they brought your name up. Okay, that, so, That's going to make him feel a certain kind of way anyway. And how did that work out for him this time? For who, Kyrie? Yeah. No, how did it work out for the Cavs now? How did it work not telling him? How did it work with him not well, that's knowing? What, that, well, that's what I'm saying, though. All players are brought up in trade. Negotiations, all of them, and I'm pretty sure if, the- if if I'm calling, if I am the Sacramento Kings, and I'm calling the Rockets, I'm going to just see, hey, Harden is James Harden available? What do the Rockets do? Hell no, he's not available. Why do you? I would be pissed off if I was Darren Moore. Why even bring him up in this squash? It. I'm not going to go to James Harden, Black, just so you know. No, uh, no. the Sacramento Kings uh, brought up your name. Well, then James is going to be thinking, well, did you? Are you entertaining it? So do you want him to hear it on ESPN? You want to see it? You want him to see it on Twitter? But James James Harden and other players are probably not going to be but hurt about. It. They're going to they're, they're going to know. Oh, the Rockets didn't bring it up because the, the other team did. They have some security there. And, and Kyrie they, Irving is not a franchise player. So that but you're saying that's why they're not going to feel some type of way about that. But your second best player. How many people would are willing to give? You up their keep second? on saying second best player on all. The 32 teams in the NBA, there is a best player and a second best player. Absolutely. And just because you have a best player and a second best player doesn't mean they're not allowed to be traded I didn't say or entertained. You, I, I didn't say you're not allowed to trade them. But you, you keep on calling them the second best right. player. So pay that Any man team some, pay that, that LeBron James some... plays for, the other player is going to be the second best player. Right. So pay that man some respect and say, look, we fielded five calls this week. Every single one of them, for some reason – Wanted you. We declined every single last one of them. You don't have to do that. I, I'm just saying. I'm just telling you. I would do that. If 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 you wanted him, if you were shopping him, if you were considering trading him, then you don't, and then you lose him anyway. 
So pick your poison. Which one do you want? He's overreacting. I, you you do not even if you have one more year with LeBron, the best player on the planet, you do not lead the organization. Even if LeBron is a drama king or whatever they're calling right now, you do not leave that organization. LeBron is a drama king. Allegedly. That's fine. That's fine. You don't leave that team. Do you don't you like you made the, the point you made the other day, what it reminds you of? Kobe and Shaq. Right. Don't you think that Kobe and Shaq wish that they stayed together? In hindsight, yeah. Yeah. In hindsight. Yeah. Don't you think that Pippen wishes that somehow, some way, he could play the rest of his career with Michael Jordan? I'm sure. I'm okay. Sure he does. So this is not, I don't think this is a good look for Kyrie. I just don't. No matter what the organization is going through, if you're playing with the best player on the planet, you stay with that best player on the planet. Now, if Kyrie just wishes that he could run a team by himself and play and be the man somewhere, that's one thing. But the teams he's naming, he wants to go to what? San Antonio? He's not going to be the man there. Kawhi Leonard is the man there. Okay. He wants to go to Miami. He can be the man there, but they're not going to win anything in Miami either. Now, if he goes to Minnesota, he still might not be the man there. Jimmy Butler. And they'll be, Towns. They'll be dangerous. They would be ridiculous <laughs> over there. So I can, if he wants to go to Minnesota, that's fine. But still, he's not going to win a championship so, in Minnesota either. So let me tell you something. According to my homie, Stephen A. Smith, he was speaking on his podcast Monday. And Stephen A. Smith quoted sources in LeBron James' camp about how bad things have gotten between Kyrie and LeBron. And I quote, if Kyrie Irving was in front of LeBron James right now, LeBron James would be tempted to beat his ASS. That's what the source told Stephen A. Smith. This is a lot bigger than basketball. This is a lot bigger than him not knowing he's going to be traded. There's no way that LeBron James, LeBron James, would be willing to fight Kyrie Irving over what? Over what? So when this all broke, I told y'all something happen something is going on that we don't know about yet and is, then when Ky- is do you think lebron james's mother is involved in this i hope not no okay. i haven't read about delante west okay okay, yet, so okay. I, I just want to make sure that like that's going on so now allegedly lebron james is eager and excited and and telling cleveland to make this trade cleveland's got to do this now because one it might get lebron to stay a little bit longer especially if he gets some more people on the scene um but he is pushing for this trade to happen now. So if he's looking for a future without Kyrie, you can't be um you can't be saying this type of stuff. And according to ESPN.com's Ramona Shelbourne and Brian Windhorse, uh, Irving, like someone on this podcast said last week, is tired of being Robin to James's Batman. Do you remember anybody who said that? Like did some did somebody say that? I don't remember. Uh, who said that? That I don't, Kyrie Irving was, you know. Hmm. hmm I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. Shannon Sharp said that? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, he's tired of that. And so that's the problem. And that's where – and, and it, there's a lot more going on. And I think once this is all said and done, I don't know if it'll be in a book. I don't know if it'll be on ESPN. But we're going to find out what's really going down and why these fools fell off. And it's not right. They're going to regret it. They will regret it. Kobe and Shaq regret it for sure. We well, have I mean, at least three more championships. I'm Kobe not going to retire with eight championships. Yeah. Even with you saying that, there's going to be a level of regret, but Kobe and Shaq were on the top of the mountain. Jordan and Pippen were on the top of the mountain. LeBron and Kyrie. They were right there. They're right there, but they still have to get, get over the hump, and that hump is to go to State Warriors. <laughs> so... I do feel like Kyrie is making a mistake. I think he's, but like you said, there has to be something underlining here this, that we're missing. Because I just, I just don't get it. It yeah. doesn't add up. Not at all. It you, just doesn't. You can't go from the NBA Finals, yeah, dapping each not, other up and everything else to this. Like, and no. then it's, it's not even like, why do this now? Right. You had, you seen all this movement, yeah, happening, and then all of a sudden you're just like, I want to trade, yeah. And LeBron is LeBron is just cool with it. He's like, 
And he wants it to happen. He wants now. it to happen now. Yeah. But the difference with Kobe and Shaq, though, after I had a chance to think about that, at least we knew they didn't get along. Like it was, it was, it was out there. Like, but now Kyrie and and LeBron, they've been hiding this, obviously, and hopefully they can. They're not. He's not going to go back to Cleveland. Not now. Not now. Stephen A. Smith's coming out saying he wants to, you know, whoop Kyrie. And how do you go back and play for him? And what could it take? What would it take for you? Oh, and you, what would it take for you to say, you know what? Forget this. I want to whoop his butt. Like, and he was your teammate for the past, what? How long has he been back in Cleveland? Four years? Three years? Like I said, bro, are you sure LeBron James' mother is not involved in this? <laughs> I don't know. Because I don't remember exactly what happened with West. <laughs> but did he want to whoop West's ass? Did he want to whoop his ass? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, don't, never, I, don't, I never heard him say that. I never heard him say that. Yeah. So for him, want to, for him to want Something's to. Something's going down. It just doesn't make any sense, man. Yeah. It doesn't. This whole NBA offseason has just been, it's almost damn near been a soap opera. Yeah. Really and truly. Like, you never know what's going to happen. No. There should be a catchphrase for this NBA offseason. What would it be? As the world turns or as the NBA turns or something <laughs> like that. Because it's really, it's crazy. Yeah. Because once something ends, you can't predict what's going to happen next. I couldn't predict to you that Kyrie Irving was going to want to be traded from the Cleveland Cavaliers. That's crazy. And they were just, you know, they're two years off from winning the championship together. I talk about LeBron's block all the time. I really do. That shot that Kyrie made was huge. And after they won that championship, most of the talk was, oh, LeBron brought a championship to home to Cleveland. Kyrie really didn't get that much kudos for the championship. Do you feel that way? Yeah. I thought he got some kudos. Yeah, he got, he some, got but, some. Yeah, but he, I mean, I think that he was going to ride off into the sunset and he was going to, you know, get the praise and get put on the shoulders and cut down the nets at, you know, but he, it was LeBron. It was all about LeBron coming back to Cleveland, LeBron delivering the championship, LeBron's MVP. Like, that's just, I mean, I think. I but think, he's LeBron. Bro, and that's his hometown. But when you get Adam Silver coming out on the Rich Eisen show today, he he quoted him as saying, I feel bad for whatever's going on in Cleveland. The commissioner of the NBA feels bad for what's going on. There's a lot more than what we know. And I think we need to be patient and figure out what it is because the way this is working is sad, man. Like, I just can't see Kyrie wanting to do this, um, but it's it's going to happen. There's no There's no coming back from this. No coming back from this. And unfortunately, I think we've seen the last days, and I'd be shocked if this week passed and he still was a Cavalier. He's not. He can't. He's not going to say that. No, he's not. He's he's gone. Once the king says <laughs> it's time for you to go, <laughs> it's time for you to go. So I mean, I just don't understand how it got to this point and so quickly. So can you blame Kevin Durant for Lamarcus Aldridge not wanting to be in San Antonio of all places, and Kyrie Irving wanted to leave Cleveland? Chris Paul left Los Angeles. Like he basically gave them an ultimatum as well. I mean, it's just it's just it's just the way the NBA is, though. Why? You know, it's just one, it's egos. Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook were moments away from beating the Golden State Warriors. Mm-hmm. They had a three-one lead on them, and Kevin Durant still decides to leave Russell Westbrook. We kind of. In a sense, we kind of downplay the chemistry that these teams have and how well they get along. Yep. But that's a big deal. It, it really is. And it just it happens all the time. Look at James Harden and Dwight Howard. There were some rumblings that they just didn't get along. Kobe and Dwight Howard, too. Kobe and Dwight Howard. Okay. So it's not, this is not a new thing. It really isn't. Right. It's just that, like, how much. Does it really matter if you're playing with the best player on the planet? That's kind of what I'm looking at right here. LeBron James is the best player on the planet. You won a championship with him. But you're like, you're done. I want to leave. Yeah. At, at first, I thought maybe it was, you know, like I, like I told you, it's because that he was being dangled around his trade bait. But the more we talk about this, it's LeBron James. He wants to leave because of LeBron James. Yeah. And that's that's really what it is. The second best player in the world. 
What? what he you wants say? to leave because of the second best player oh, in the world. God. Why why do that? I'm just saying. <laughs> he, Kyrie Irving wants to leave Cleveland because of the second best player in the world. Who doesn't want to play with the second best player in the world? Like, I don't I don't understand. You okay. think anybody would ever say something like that about Kevin Durant? Not wanting to play with Kevin Durant? Yeah. How could you Russell not? Westbrook? <laughs> Allegedly he wanted him. Allegedly. Well, as soon as he left, he's like, okay, then. Yeah. Whatever. Speaking of uh, Westbrook, before we wrap up, if Melo goes to OKC, how far down the list does that push the Rockets? Man. I just hope Melo's going to go to <laughs> OKC, man. Because that just came up, what, today? That would that would piss me <laughs> off. I'd be pissed. The Rockets need to do everything in their power to get Carmelo Anthony. So let me ask you this. If Melo goes to OKC and Kyrie goes to San Antonio, what are you going to do? Man. <laughs> what, what are you going to do? Because obviously the, the Rockets would be, at best, the fourth best team Maybe. in the West. At best. Yeah. Hey, man. I'm, I'm still right with the Rockets. Does Paul, Oriza, and Harden beat Melo? I'm sorry. No. No. <laughs> Whatever you're getting ready to mention, No. It just doesn't happen. That if if Melo were to team up with Westbrook and Paul George, they would be anywhere from a five to three seed. Do you think they could be five seed? Yeah, that's because of chemistry. I think it'll take a, a while for them to actually mesh together. You know, like any of your team, even with Golden State, when LeBron joined Miami, it took them a while to mesh. I think it's going to take a while for them to mesh. So you don't think their time on Team USA and none of that type of stuff that no, they played each other? I don't think that it's different. It's different. Yeah, I do think it's different. But as soon as that team does mesh, they're pretty freaking dangerous. Is it going to take time for Harden and Paul to mesh with one basketball? Unless they change the rule. Maybe, maybe for the Rockets, since they shoot so many threes, maybe they could change the rule and let them have two basketballs at the same time. What are you talking about right now? I'm just Maybe, maybe that would help because they're going to need some time to mesh too, right? <laughs> I just don't know where you come up with these things sometimes. Two basketballs Maybe. on the court. Because what, what are they going to do with one basketball? What is Harden and Paul going to do with one basketball? What They'll be do? just fine, man. You think so? Yes. Oh, Chris Paul's going to make Harden a right, better basketball right player. Over or under 53 games. Wins. Blah. I don't know. <laughs> over. They're going to win more than 53 games. Over. Okay, I'm going to put this in my calendar right now. <laughs> Rockets win over 53 games. I think we need to do a poll for that. I think we need to do a well, poll. Well, let's wait to see what happens first. I, let's wait to see exactly where Melo goes. He's not coming to Houston. Dude, where is he going to go? He's going to go to OKC? OKC. You really believe I'm that? I'm telling you, that's where he's going to go. He's going to go to OKC. Houston could make it happen. He's, Ryan, not, he's not leaving. Ryan Anderson wasn't he's, enough. I don't know where he's going. But if I have to bet right now, I think he's dead set on going to Houston. Okay. Like, I don't think either he stays in New York or he's going to Houston. Okay. So, how about this? 25 push-ups. If they, That's it? On the, without, <laughs> okay, 50 push-ups. Without stopping. On air. I'm going to talk to the people and, and listen, let them listen to you do your 50 push-ups on air if... He goes to OKC, and I'll do well. I'll do the same if he goes to the Rockets. How about that? Okay, cool. Okay, I can't wait to see you do this push-up. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just, if Kyrie Irving goes to San Antonio and Carmelo Anthony goes to OKC, I'm gonna be pissed, bro. Like, no, because I'm gonna be pissed. <laughs> I am gonna be so pissed I because. Would be too. Remember when we talked about Gordon Hayward starting the domino? Right. It'll be like Chris Paul actually. Chris Paul started the whole domino effect yep. of everything. Yeah. You know, I just, I was so excited. If if you guys want to go back, go back to the the Chris Paul <laughs> podcast. When when Chris Paul goes to Houston and listen to my voice, I was so excited because I thought that was going to be the start. I thought that was going to be the start of Chris Paul and maybe Paul George. Uh, Gordon eh. Hayward, eh. Mello, eh. somebody. <laughs> the whole excitement was that we were going to get another superstar with Chris Paul. Darren Williams is going to come. 
Darren Williams hasn't been a a all star since two thousand and what ten? Y'all couldn't even get <laughs> Swaggy P. Swaggy P. I don't, I don't, come we, here. we didn't want Swaggy P. Swaggy P's gonna get some big minutes in in Golden State, man. I, I this is my hometown now, so I want to see them do well. I really, really do. But Chris Paul, I think the Rockets made that move thinking that more people would come here. So I think they, they I think they have to be all in on Carmelo. But if he doesn't come, I, they're they're going to be basically you're where they better. were at last year. Yeah, they're you're not, not better. Yeah, they're not better. You're not better. And it's it's because the other teams in the West were able to get better. Yeah. I mean, OKC is if they get Carmelo, they're better. Minnesota's going to be much better. Minnesota's going to be better. I don't know if they're going to be better than the Rockets. That team has to mesh too. I don't, I just say, I don't know. It's up in the air. Minnesota could be a, so what? So you're saying Rockets are a five seed right now? So with Rubio, Wiggins. Did you Towns, just say Rubio? Yeah. With Rubio, Wiggins, Towns, and Butler, the Rockets are better than that? They could be, yeah. <laughs> Can we change your new name to Homer? Can you change I'm your just, name on the show to I Homer? Said, I didn't say don't. definitely. <laughs> I didn't say definitely yes. I said they could be better. That's such a weak move. That's a weak move. What? I got it in there. <laughs> I got it in there. That's a weak move. You, you've you got to say to right now, right now, if they were going to play a basketball game right now. I have to see the Minnesota Timberwolves play together. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Oh, my goodness. They have all those new pieces. I can't just say on paper they look fantastic. I wish you could take a <laughs> lie detector test right now. <laughs> That thing would be going crazy right now. That thing would be going crazy. You do not believe that. So you mean at this moment, um, <laughs> yes, at this moment, yes, I do believe that. You just made my right. day. Don't get me okay. Look, this is you what I'm just saying. Made my day. This is what I'm trying to tell you. Okay, mm-hmm. I would not be surprised if the Minnesota Timberwolves oh. were ranked higher oh. or seated higher than the Rockets next year. Okay. All I'm saying is right now. I have more confidence in Chris Paul and James Harding than I do in that Ricky Rubio and is that Ricky? Are they still there? Yeah. Ricky Rubio's not there anymore. Where did Rubio go? It's it's Jeff Teague. Oh, over Jeff there. Teague. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, my bad. Yeah, that's even better. It is. It's even better. <laughs> Rubio's in. Uh, even say Ricky, he's in. Well, I don't know where he's at, but it's, it's Ricky Rubio's not there anymore. Yeah. So Jeff Teague's even better. I still have to see that team play together. Jeff Teague, Ricky Rubio. Ronald McDonald, whoever's back there at point guard, I still have to see that team play together before I can give you a definite answer on the seedings. Okay. It's oh, and you. it's not how far is it for a basketball season? Homer. A lot of things can happen between now and Homer. then. Okay. That's so sad. Teague, Wiggins, Butler, and Towns. You're saying Chris Paul. So what are you saying right better. now? That they're number one seed? I didn't say that. So what, what not, seed is Minnesota? That. You you give me a seed. They Minnesota will be a top six seed. Wow, oh. they'll be a top six. They weren't even in the. In, if in they're the gonna, if you're telling if you're telling me they're gonna be a top six, then you're thinking that they might be better than Rockets too. Then yeah, I mean that, that the Rockets might be better than them. Eighty eight days. Eighty. It's not that far. Eighty eight days. So what? So what are the Rockets seed next year? They'll be they'll be a top six team. I'm so the Rock- Minnesota, I'm Minnesota and Minnesota, Minnesota will be a top six. Minnesota team. will be about maybe a four or five, and Rockets will probably be a six. They'll be ranked higher than uh, Rockets. How about that? Look, I'm I'm not look. You don't like that answer? No. Catch look. me outside. <laughs> <laughs> Minnesota, damn well could be a higher seat than the Rockets. Okay. They could, but I'm not going to count the Rockets out either. I'm not counting them out. I'm just saying that y'all didn't get better. They didn't. Who didn't get better? The Rockets. They didn't no, get better. They didn't. No, get better. They didn't. So how? I mean, what were you last year? They were a third seed. A three seed. Mm-hmm. And y'all didn't. The best get they can do probably is a three seed next year. That's the best they could do. <laughs> That's the best. Yeah. Yeah. Is that ludicrous? No. Yeah. Not, yeah. How? Yeah. We don't know where Kyrie's going. We don't know where Romello's going. Until look. I will have more definite answers for you when we figure out okay. where those two players are going. Okay. Okay. Is that fair? That's fair. Okay. That's fair. But 53 games, over 53 games. If they get Carmelo Anthony. I'll wait. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait till right. September and get that answer from you when okay. it's closer to to 
their training camp to start because I think you're crazy. You are. You have officially lost it. You lost it a while back. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely lost it a while back. I I don't know why I agreed to do this podcast. With you sometimes. When, I, when I look across here, sometimes I'm like, why did I agree to do this with you? Like, I don't understand what I what was What would thinking. you do without me? You don't know what you would do without me. I would have a probably a, a better co-host. <laughs> You'd be miserable. You'd be miserable. You, I'm, like I'm your miserable voice. right now. I'm like your voice of reason. I'm like the person that's going to help you realize that, no, the Texans are terrible. Yes, Savage is going to be my starting quarterback. No, the Rockets aren't going to win the NBA Finals anytime soon. I've never said the Rockets were going to win the NBA Finals. They might not win in your lifetime. They might not. They probably won't. It is what it is. <laughs> you want to slap me right now? You want to treat me like LeBron wants to treat Kyrie right now? I want to whoop your ass. Yes, I do. That's like workplace violence. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm a free agent. I'm a, I'm a co-host free agent. If there's anybody else that's doing a podcast... I would like to be traded to that podcast. Preferably says, sports. Hey, all we need is a six-pack of Angry Orchard and some Skittles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else can we talk about? Is that it? Man, I think that's it, man. By the time you wake up, Carmelo's going to be in OKC. Please let it happen again. I might need to bring you some drinks next show. Please. You might have to have a drink, man. Man, if not uh, a not a protein shake either, like no drink, some alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> oh, guys, uh, we really enjoy you guys listening to the podcast. Please subscribe to our show. Leave us some comments, five stars. Let us know what we're doing right. Uh, we do this for y'all. We do it because we enjoy it. Leave us some comments. Let us know what we're doing right. Maybe give us some ideas on. Topics we can talk about. Cowboy Nation, Lake Nation, we out, baby. I'm I'm gonna really edit that part out this time. We live, baby. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the new channel sports podcast. Leave comments, please rate the podcast with five stars, and don't forget to subscribe. Check out the podcast daily for sports news and scores. Thursdays for the take of the week, and every Tuesday and Saturday for discussions on hot sports topics.